This is the Veritable Veteran Podcast, bringing truth and exposure to the struggles veterans and their families face post-military. Depression. Anger. PTSD. Suicide. Who am I? What do I do now? Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Veritable Veteran Podcast. I've been doing some thinking this week and um, just wanted to to highlight something that uh, has been brought to my attention. And sometimes people accuse uh, me and my page, uh, my Facebook page and Instagram and things. I've heard people say, Things like, uh, you know, this is just a group of whiners and victims and crybabies and all this other stuff. And I know it's not true because uh, it's not. So what I want to talk about, though, is not allowing yourself to see yourself as a victim. So having served in the military, having left the military you have a different perspective and a different outlook on life than most people. And yes, there are things that you struggle with. There's things that I struggle with. There's things that we deal with that other people don't. But other people deal with things too. And when they look at us, they look at veterans in general, I don't want them to see, oh, that poor veteran. Oh, that, you know... That poor guy has dealt with so much. I feel so bad for him. No, I want people to understand that there are things that I have dealt with, you have dealt with as a veteran, um, that are different than most people. But that doesn't mean I'm a victim to what happened. There's a big difference between being the victim of something and having a victim mentality. In today's culture, so many people have this victim mentality of, well, all you you just don't know what I've been through. I've been through all this and all that, and I had this happen to me, and that happened to me, and these people did this to me, and those people did that to me. And, you know, they expect everyone to tiptoe around them and their issues. As a veteran, we can't be that way. We can't be this victim that expects everybody to bend over backwards to accommodate us. The world owes us nothing. I mean, if there's a benefit that we earned, if there's a benefit that you earned while serving, then yeah, you are absolutely owed that. To sit there and say that the world owes me something simply because I served my country is extremely selfish. You signed up, nobody held a gun to your head, Nobody held a gun to my head. We signed up knowing, at least thinking we knew what we were getting into. There are things that we didn't know, things that we didn't understand, and that's okay. Life happens. But the longer we sit and wallow in our self-pity, the longer we're going to be stuck. We're going to be stuck in our toxic coping mechanisms, our toxic behavior, and our toxic mindset. We have got to get away from allowing ourselves to be seen and treated 
as victims. One thing that I hear a lot of people say about homeless veterans is, you know, I don't want to see any homeless veterans and I don't want to see any illegals taken care of before our veterans and all this other stuff. And I have a, opinions on just about everything, but I'm not going to get into that right now. My, my, the opinion right now that I want to talk about is some of those veterans are homeless because of the choices they've made. A lot of those veterans are homeless because they want to be or because they can't get a job and a home because they're addicted to drugs or alcohol. Now, are some of them addicted to drugs and alcohol and living on the street as a result of dealing with the emotional trauma they went through from war? Yes, that is something that happens. I would venture to guess that is not the majority of cases. From my personal experience talking with people and my experience dealing with homeless people and homeless veterans is a lot of them are in that position because of the decisions they've made, which are not good decisions. So to say that we should not have homeless veterans, that's never, there's never not going to be homeless people or homeless veterans because some people just choose to live that way or end up that way because of decisions they've made. Now, should we help them? Yes, if they want help. Some of them don't want help. You talk to them and you're like, would you like a job? And they're like, nope. Would you like a place to stay? Nope. They're perfectly happy where they are. I don't know that they're necessarily happy, but they are content and they don't want to change anything. So if they want help, then yes, absolutely, we should be helping them. But to say that we need to make it to where there are no homeless veterans simply because they're veterans, that's not true. People make decisions that put them in situations. And they make adult decisions and they have adult consequences. I feel like a lot of veterans assume that since they joined the military and served their country, they no longer should have to work and they should be able to just kind of do whatever they want. And that's not the case. Even if you served your country, I mean, if you served your country for 20, 30 years and you got a retirement out of it and you're retired, okay, yeah, good on you. You don't really need to do anything else. If you have enough money to live on, you've earned it. If you've served less time, you can't just retire. No one's going to pay you for existing or say, you know, they're just going to give you, you know, a retirement pension for serving four years. It doesn't work that way. You still have to go get a job. You still have to work. And we shouldn't expect anything different. It seems to me that a lot of veterans want to be a victim. So they have an excuse for their toxic behavior and their toxic co coping mechanisms and their isolation and their avoidance. And they use that victim status as a crutch to lean on and a door to hide behind because they don't want to have to go out and face the world. And that's not downplaying people that have depression. It's not saying that they don't really have a mental health problem. But when they latch onto that and they cling to it and they refuse to try and get better, that's when it's truly a major problem because it's no longer just like a, it's the same, like, like if you had a broken leg and you're laid up on the couch and you decide, you know, I like being laid up on the couch because I get to watch TV all day long and nobody expects me to do anything. So 
rather than trying to get attention, medical attention for your leg, you just continue to allow it to, to sit there and be broken. Now, I understand a leg would eventually heal itself, but follow me here in this analogy. Rather than getting your leg taken care of, you just lay there and watch TV. And every time somebody comes around, you're like, oh, my leg's broken. I can't do that. Or, oh, man, I wish I could. But, you know, obviously my leg, you know, still broken. It's the same thing with our mental health. Eventually, it gets to a point where I don't want to say that we're milking it, but we're not taking steps to make it better because we like the cover it gives us. It gives us an excuse to continue in our toxic behavior and our self-isolation. And we've got to get away from that. We have got to start taking proactive steps to making our mental health better. And that doesn't mean that you need to all of a sudden start going out all the time and being this happy-go-lucky person that smiles and laughs 24-7. That's not what that means at all. But to sit there and say, I can't go because I'm depressed. Or I can't go because I have anxiety. Or I, I can't do X, Y, and Z because of A, B, and C. When you haven't taken any proactive steps to try and combat that, can you really sit there and say that you can't? You can't do these things because of the issues you have? Maybe you can't. But have you tried? Have you tried getting help? Have you looked at getting diagnosed with some mental health issues, mental health disorders, and getting prescribed some medicine, going to some treatment options, figuring something out, something that works for you to help you cope and live? Rather than sit there and think, well, nobody's going to expect anything of me because I'm just this, this poor disabled veteran that, you know, drinks all day or sleeps all day or, you know, doesn't leave his house because I don't like people. You don't have to like people. But don't hide behind your service and your veteran status to disguise the fact that you are just trying to justify your toxic behavior. The first step to getting better is admitting we have a problem. And the next step is admitting we need help. Whether that help is a new hobby, a friend we can talk to, a therapist, medication, going to inpatient therapy, intensive rehab. It, it just it, it depends on the level of care and help that you need. But there's options. There's so many options. For people, especially veterans, all over the country. I mean, everybody that I know talks about, you know, veteran and even civilian at this point in time knows that the VA is not as good as it should be. Some people have a very good experience at the VA. Some people have an absolutely atrocious experience at the VA. And other people have kind of an in-between experience. Either way, I don't believe the VA is where it needs to be. It needs to be fixed. It's a bureaucracy. It's broken. It's run by bureaucrats. It needs to be fixed. So we understand that now. Okay. Now we need to figure out, okay, if the VA is not working, what do we do? And I'm not saying that it's easy to find another option because the VA is what we have as far as, you know, free medical care. But just because the VA is trash doesn't mean that we sit there and just dog the VA day in and day out 
and then that's it. We don't do anything else. Like we just sit there and we talk bad about the VA and we talk about how, man, I wish we had better healthcare. Have we gone to look at other options? Have we gone and tried anything else? That's what we need to sit back and look at ourselves critically and some real self-reflection and think, what have I done outside of just sitting here and complaining to actually try and get better? Okay, well, I went to the VA and shocker, the VA sucks. The government agency that is the Veterans Administration sucks. It's a government agency. That should not surprise us. Yet, we sit around and talk about how bad it is. Okay, fine. We get it. The VA's bad. Now what? Where are we going to go? We got to find some we got to find something else. There's options. There are so many organizations out there that are opening their doors and saying, "Come to us." And veterans aren't because a lot of them would rather just sit around and complain about the VA. And that's not helping anybody. We need to figure out what these other options are. And if we use the options, then turn around and tell others about it as well. That way we can start getting people to go to these other places that are actually providing solid medical care or mental health care or transitional care or occupational care, whatever it is. There's options and we need to, we need to find them and identify them and pass that information on rather than just sit around and on Facebook and so Instagram and Twitter and tweet memes about how bad the VA is. I mean, they're funny. I get it. Uh, and I do too. But if that's all we're doing, we're doing ourselves a huge injustice. So what this all boils down to, we had the opportunity to serve this country, an opportunity that a lot of people do not have, that they, they wish they, they had. We had the opportunity. We served. We left the military. What happened to us happened to us. To sit there and dwell on it and wallow in it is not going to help. We know what happened. And again, the first step is admitting there's a problem here. The next step is admitting to yourself that you need help. The next step is going to find that help and going outside of your box, outside of your comfort zone, outside of your bubble and saying, okay, I've got to find some way to help myself and my family and those closest to me. And in the process, you can find a way to help your brothers and sisters, the other veterans that are beside you that may not know about the options that you discover. And sometimes you just stepping up and saying, hey, man, I got to go, I got to go talk to somebody or go do this, that or the other can push somebody else to do the same thing. We talk about leading from the front, leading by example. Sometimes it only takes one guy, one girl, one veteran to step up and say, I need help. I'm going to go get it. And you never know how many people that could affect and how many people that could help push to do the same thing and to go get the help they need. We are not victims of our service. We have got to stop allowing the world, the VA, other veterans, or anybody else decide for us that we are victims. We are not victims. You are not a victim. I am not a victim. I am a veteran. I served this country. I signed on the dotted line. I took the oath. I did what was asked of me. I completed my service. And did some stuff happen to me that I wish didn't? Yeah. But that stuff also made me who I am. And dealing with it has made me stronger. The trauma 
did not make me stronger. Dealing with it in the proper way made me stronger. And pulling myself out of that victim mentality and saying, I will not be a victim any longer is when I finally started to get better and realize who I was. I admitted to myself that I had a problem. I admitted to myself that I needed help. And I went and found it. As veterans, I mean, just even as people, it's okay to be hurt or wounded or injured, whether that's mentally or physically. What's not okay is to sit there and just look at everyone and say, oh, pity poor me. Everybody bow to me and just serve at my feet as I get better or as I wallow in my pity. We're not going to do that. But the other side of that is when you have an obvious injury, an obvious wound, and you're standing there and everyone around you can see it, and you look them straight in the face and say, I'm fine. No, you're not. Admitting that you have a problem does not make you a victim. Admitting that you need help does not make you a victim. Going to find that help does not make you a victim. Wallowing in your self-pity and justifying your toxic behavior so that you can continue to live that lifestyle, that toxic lifestyle, and expecting others to treat you better because of your veteran status, that's what makes you a victim. And that is what is not okay. And we have got to stamp that out in the veteran community. We've got to stand up and say, enough is enough. And when we see it, lovingly confront them and say, hey, you're not doing anybody any favors, least of all yourself. And there's always going to be people that do it. There's always going to be people that we can't help because they don't want help. And that's okay. Just ignore them and move on. But there are some that we can help. There's a lot that we can help realize that they are not victims. But it starts with us. It starts with you. It starts with me. Getting ourselves the help we need after we realize that we, we have an issue that needs help. We go and get that help and then we turn around and help others. It starts with us. I love you guys. Hey guys, quick reminder, if you enjoyed the episode today, don't forget to like and subscribe. Also, go to whatever platform you listen to these podcasts on and leave a review. That's the best way to help us out. Uh, It gets a lot more traffic to us. So again, if you liked it, like, subscribe, and uh, leave a review. All right, love you guys.